Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about wedding cake, one of my favorite aspects of the wedding. Uh, It's something I always have to ask every bride who comes on this show, what flavors were your wedding cake? So today, I have invited an expert on the show to talk about wedding cake, and that is Heather Michoud from It's Tasty 2. And this company is local to Orlando, and they provide lots of cakes for Swan and Dolphin weddings, Fulton's weddings, and anybody really on Disney property who needs a cake. So today we're going to talk to Heather all about wedding cakes, everything from the flavors to the designs to how many they feed and what you can expect, and hopefully get a lot of your questions answered as you're planning your own wedding, vow renewal, or commitment ceremony at Walt Disney World. So welcome, Heather. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for being on the show today. Okay, first off, can you tell me a little bit about how you got into the cake business and whether the name of your company was inspired by the I Love Lucy episode? I blame everything on my sister. She um, got married and didn't want to pay the extraordinary cost for a cake, so she told me I had to learn. (laughs) (laughs) So that is how I got into the uh, wedding cake business. And um, she actually came up with the name as well. And I know I've seen the I Love Lucy shows. I've just never really actually seen that episode. (laughs) That's neat. So you started out initially doing weddings. It wasn't like you were just doing birthday cakes or something. Uh, How did you expand it into a whole business? Again, I started working, uh, you know, at grocery store level, you know, the the underling, the assistant decorator, and just over the 21-year process, just worked my way up to learning everything I could possibly learn. Wow. So how much of your business now is weddings and how much is other kinds of events? Um, I'm going to say 85% is weddings and groom's cake, then the rest falls into the showers and the birthdays and anniversaries and things of that nature. Wow, great. Well, then you're definitely the expert we want to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, what are some factors for brides to consider when they're deciding on a wedding cake? Obviously, guest count, location, location, location. <laughs> the deciding factors, I mean, you need to know your colors. You need to have an idea of how you want to go, what the feel of the design should be, contemporary versus traditional versus, you know, the, the rustic or the vintage, things of that nature. And when you're talking about location, do you mean like whether it's going to be indoors or outdoors? or Correct. Indoors or outdoors, um, that does affect how the cake is prepared or how it's going to get delivered, that also affects the design. Say, if you have an outdoor wedding, I highly recommend fondant. If you have an indoor wedding, you can go either way. But the placement of the decorations would be different for either medium. Oh, interesting. How would they be different? Say, if you had a bunch of sugar flowers on a buttercream cake, they couldn't be on the side of the cake. They would have to be sitting on the lip because the buttercream can't hold that much weight. Especially if you have an outdoor wedding in the heat, it's going to get soft and it's going to drip down the side of your cake, which is unpleasant. 
Interesting. Okay, that's good to know. And now one thing I was hoping you could clear up for us. I know a lot of people think, well, I don't want a fondant cake because I don't like the way fondant tastes, not knowing that there's actually buttercream under the fondant. Correct. I've had more than a few people who have been traumatized by the fondant in, you know, past events. Um, They've actually improved the taste, so it's very good. It actually tastes like marshmallow nowadays. But for those who don't like the texture, yeah, you have to definitely, when you're looking at designs, know that this fondant cake is not going to look like that in buttercream. Would you say that most of the time they peel off the fondant when they serve the cake, or is it just depend on the situation? Um, No, most people cut straight through it. Like I said, it's it's edible now. It's not that Play-Doh stuff that used to be. (laughs) (laughs) But those who don't like it actually can peel it off of their individual piece and still have the full layer of buttercream. Great. Okay. Now, what are some factors that affect the price of a cake besides, obviously, its size? The 3D elements or the um, decoration, like I said, sugar flowers would be an additional fee. And then the variety of flowers, the price would depend on that. If you want rhinestones, that's additional. If you want extensive piping decorations, of course, there's an hourly labor rate for that, which things like that just kind of add up. I've been seeing a lot of cakes recently that have like screen printing not like a screen printing picture of the bride and groom, but, you know, like a pattern, but instead of piping the pattern on the sides, they screen print it. Is that more or less expensive? Stenciling, um, normally I don't charge extra for that. Some people may, but I know I don't, just because it is such an easy process versus the hand piping. Interesting. What would you say are the most popular flavor combinations right now? Um, most popular is usually the amaretto's, the rums, the almonds, always chocolate, vanilla, red velvet's really popular right now as well. Do you see any wedding cake trends on the horizon? Trends right now are really trending into the vintage cakes and the lace-designed cakes. Colors right now are trending towards like navy and orange and yellow and gray. We're probably the uh, black and the white and red and the purples. So the colors are getting unique nowadays. That's interesting. And when you say there's a lace design, is that hand-piped or how do you achieve that? multiple ways you can do the like I said the hand piping or there's the stenciling or you can do the uh, fondant overlays or appliques that are put onto either the buttercream or the fondant icing. Because I've never heard of the difference here. What's the difference between an applique and an overlay? An overlay would be where the fondant itself is textured, the entire fondant, whereas an applique is something that it's a small mold that you press the fondant into and then you place that on the cake. It's a smaller detail. I see. So maybe that would be less expensive than the overlay. Correct. Got it. Now, are there any flavors or styles or cake decorations, anything that you don't recommend for weddings? The only thing I don't recommend, which is also kind of very popular right now, is the individual rhinestones. I don't recommend those mainly because they are not edible and the odds of the caterer taking them all off are slim to none, and you don't want your guests choking on them or breaking their teeth. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bling goes a long way, I guess. <laughs> exactly. I mean, normally if they want that, I suggest you can do the rhinestone change because they can move to be removed in one continuous length, and you don't have to uh, find the tweezers and pull them off. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Now, if a couple has a very specific idea for their cake design, what is the best way for them to communicate it to the cake baker? Best way is um, if they don't have any talent for drawing, you can actually go on the internet and find several images. You know, I like this detail on this cake, 
or that detail in that cake, and usually I can put them together in something cohesive and more what they're looking for. Do you do any kind of a mock-up when you're going back and forth with them, or how does that process work? I actually do present them with a drawing at the tasting. So while they're tasting the flavors, I go in the back and I draw the cake out. A lot of people who get married at Walt Disney World are coming from a great distance. Is there a way to have a cake tasting, like maybe when you come down for your planning session? Unfortunately, no. I don't ship the samples, but if they're coming down earlier, um, we can have all of the designs and all of the um, things of that nature planned out. And as long as I have like three days running notice, they can do the tasting right beforehand. That's great. What are some good resources for couples who need cake inspiration? Best place to look would really Pinterest seems to be the spot of the day. <laughs> um, Pinterest, um, you can go to the knot, brides.com, anywhere on the internet. You can just do a Google search with keywords like a color or a style, and they'll come up with lots of ideas. Are you prohibited from completely replicating a cake design from the internet to a T? I know Disney sometimes balks at that and they say that they have to change the design slightly. No, you get copyrighted design. So no, I can actually take anybody's cake and replicate it. Got it. I get a lot of people emailing me pictures of copyrighted material, basically. It came from the Disney photo book, I guess. And not being a Disney member, I am not allowed to copy any of their characters, I guess would be the best way to say that. Meaning that you could do, like if a bride sent you a picture of a Disney wedding cake, as long as it didn't have characters on it, you could attempt to replicate it. But if it was like Mickey and Minnie kissing or something, you couldn't do that? Right. I couldn't do the, the mouse ears or the Mickey heads or any of the characters. I can switch the design a little bit so it's very similar to it, but not of a copyright nature. Interesting. I hear a lot of questions from brides and grooms who are traveling for their wedding, but they want to preserve the top layer of their wedding cake to eat on their anniversary. Do you have any suggestions if someone's going on the plane or something? Um, well, I would agree with you. I don't like that tradition either, which is why normally for in town, I do get baked in my first cake on the first anniversary. But those who don't have that ability, best way is to put it in a box or a Tupperware container, wrap that in plastic, and then wrap that in foil. Interesting. Okay, box, plastic, then foil. Yeah, I am totally a fan of the get a replica of your wedding cake made on your anniversary because it will be fresh and delicious. <laughs> exactly. It's some things that just aren't meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> now, with Disney's fairy tale weddings, of course, you're not allowed to use outside vendors for food and cake, but I know that your company has become very popular with Swan and Dolphin brides, Coronado Springs brides, and people who are maybe celebrating an anniversary at Walt Disney World and they want to get a cake delivered. Where all are you able to deliver on Walt Disney World property? Most of the participating partners, the, the ones that are not owned by Disney, I can deliver to. Best case scenario is to call the venue and make sure with the catering manager that I'm allowed to bring it in. Fulton's Polynesian and obviously Swan and Dolphin do allow me to do that. Some of the restaurants there are very particular about not accepting the delivery, but you are allowed to bring the cake in yourself. Interesting. So then in that case, would you meet the person at the restaurant? Yes, normally we'll meet them in the parking lot. Oh, interesting. Okay. So then how about a hotel? Like, I like to order cakes from my hotel rooms. <laughs> Can you meet them at a hotel? Oh, yeah. In the hotel, we usually do the lobby or um, 
depending on if they're during, in the park during the day, we'll leave it with the concierge or we'll take it up to the room, whichever is more convenient for them at the time. Oh, that's great. Do you have a delivery fee? To Disney, right now, it's a $25 delivery fee. Okay. What is your price range for cakes? For the tiered cakes, anything three tiers and above is $4 per serving. Two tiers is $3 per serving. And then the 3D sculpted are pretty much based upon difficulty. And then like a single tier round of cake starts at $2 per serving. And then again, it, based on the design, it may go up or down. So then, so I'm trying to do the math in my head here. Uh, with the different sizes of cakes, 6 inch, 10 inch, 8 inch, how many servings are in each of those? 6 inches, 10 servings, 8 inch is 18, and a 10 is 35 servings. I see. And so a two-tier cake would be a 6 on top of a 10? Normally it's a 6 on top of a 9. It's 34 servings, so 3 times 34. Quick math here. You're looking at roughly $102 plus delivery, so you're $127. Wow, that's a really good price for a two-tier cake. <laughs> I've ordered a lot of cakes from Disney's bakeries, and, uh, and they don't touch that. <laughs> Oh, well, I actually uh, rent space from a, a catering kitchen, so I don't have the overhead Disney has. <laughs> there you go. That's, yeah, that's true. So this is great stuff. Where can my listeners go to learn more about It's Tasty 2 and to get in touch with you? I do have a website. It's um, Tasty2, that's T-A-S-T-Y-P-O-O dot com. And the uh, phone number should be on the front page. You can come and see me, but I need to require an appointment for that, so. Interesting. So people come by and they do tastings for their weddings and things? Correct. Oh, that's great. Before we go, do you have any tips or advice for anyone who is looking to have a cake for their wedding? Usually the best way is to um, see your floors first and pick out your bridesmaids' dresses and things of that nature so you have a feel for what the wedding's going to be and then schedule your cake tasting. Ah, okay. See, I would get ahead of myself and start with the cake. That's a good tip. Start with flowers and dresses. <laughs> flowers and colors first. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today, Heather. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, Check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>